0: More than 1 million New York City public school students, teachers, and staffers returned to class on January 3rd after the holidays amid a surge in COVID-19 cases caused by the Omicron variant. Teachers, staff, and students became infected in droves, and, and many of them had to quarantine at home, making it impossible in many schools for any real learning to t- take place or certainly very diminished uh, learning to take place. And um, so joining us today today. Oh, well, actually, hold on a sec. Um, so. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams uh, insisted the schools had to remain open and, and that the only um, option for learning was uh, in class learning, no remote option. Uh, he appeared on CBS's Face the Nation on January 9th and and, uh, and, and shared his thoughts on how he was handling uh, the school reopening.
1: A formidable and moving target and we have to pivot and shift based on that and our policies have been rooted in I need my children in school and we have been doing an amazing job because of one thing coordination and communication with our UFT and other agencies involved and I believe we're doing the right thing for our children having them in the safest place and that is in the school building.
2: Well,
0: ignoring the mayor's assurances, thousands of students protested the health and safety conditions in their schools two days later on January 11th, last Tuesday, by walking out of their classes uh, in a number of uh, schools across the city. Joining us now to talk more about this are two students, uh, Kiara and Permish, from Mott Hall 5, a grade 6 to 12 public school in the Bronx, uh, where I believe there was a student walkout last Tuesday. Uh, Kiara and Pramish, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, it's so Hello. lovely to be
0: here. Hi, hi, Kiara and hi, Pramish. Uh Kiara, we're going to uh, let's start with you. You're the student council president at Mott Hall Five High School. Uh, can you describe the COVID pro- protocols at your school, and what were the conditions there that uh, led students to become so concerned about what was going on?
1: Uh, of course. Um, the COVID protocols have changed um, since the beginning of the school year, but most of it has stayed the same. Socially, socially distanced classrooms and hallways, six, six to three feet depending on where you are and depending on the space that you're in. Um, mask on at all times unless you're in a um, mask break zone, which is just a zone for kids to take a break and like have their mask off. But that's only if you're vaccinated and um, most classrooms have air purifiers that should be on at all times and a hand sanitizer and just cleaning station in most rooms. Um, The only thing that really has changed is the spacing of desks in classrooms Um, before they were in single rows but now um, they're in groups uh, as, as if it was before the pandemic.
0: So uh, why why were y'all concerned? What was what in your eyes was going wrong here?
1: My main concern uh, i started I started to really see was at, before break when Omicron really hit hard, and a lot of kids started to get COVID, and a lot of kids were starting to uh, to call in sick, and it was, well, like. And even like when we came back, it was about 50 percent of the kids who would usually attend school were there were only 50 percent of us.
0: And what about your teachers were a lot of them calling in sick as well? Uh,
1: Yes, a lot of teachers did call in sick Uh, the first week we got back from winter break. um, We had, I think, about. 40% of teachers call in sick and we needed substitutes for those classes.
0: Right. And, and, and how did that make the whole classroom experience go to have, both have so many teachers um, out sick and uh, replacement teachers coming to your classes or were y'all like uh, sent to the auditorium to just uh, hang out there or how did, how did your school even navigate having that many teachers out?
1: We had enough substitute teachers and we students were able to, to stay in their classrooms or combine classrooms, depending on how, on how many kids attended the, the given class period. Um, but oh, it was not like a really, like a, a real classroom. It was because so many people were called in sick. No, we really didn't learn anything and it was it was used more of like free time whether to catch up on work or whatever you needed to do and Just
0: roll your phone
1: yeah <laughs> and and like even if you were so remote and because you tested positive, which is re- the only way that you would be um, excused have an excused absence is if you got tested positive. Like you would have your work posted online, but uh, even then, it it still wasn't the same. We weren't learning as much as we would have if the whole class was there,
0: right? Because the the students that were out sick were getting the assignments online, but they weren't participating in the in the live classroom experience in any way, correct? Exactly. Right, and, and, and so y'all wanted uh, a, a, a remote option here so that um, you'd have a better chance at, at at learning, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. We wanted a remote learning option, not just for kids who tested positive, but also for kids and also parents who wanted to keep their kids at home uh, for because either the fear or because they have COVID, and a better system that's set up than what we have today and now, because right now it's just them po- being posted, getting work posted with, on whatever website uh, the teacher's using, but they're missing out on a lot of in-class instruction, and you can't really get a hold of the teacher um, because obviously they have to pay attention to the to the people inside the classroom. Um, so, um, and we do, and I do understand that. Having like a classroom inside, um, inside the school, and having a Zoom call w- isn't really functional. But there needs to be a better system set up than the one that is, than that we have now.
0: Right, and, and uh, Pramish, I uh, uh, want to turn to you here for a, a moment. Can um, the, the mayor uh, uh, wasn't really uh, listening to these concerns, it appears. Uh, can you describe uh, for us? Um, the the walkouts, and and, and if you had a walkout at uh, Mott Hall 5 High School, uh, how that went down and um, how many students participated and what y'all were demanding.
3: Well, in our school, most students, including myself, didn't feel safe um, at school because of the amount of people that were absent. We felt that we weren't getting, like, a proper education because of the amount of kids that were absent and that everything was just a bit chaotic and we weren't really sure what was going on. So as a part of student council, me and my fellow council members, we got together and decided that it would be best to participate in this statewide um, rally that was going on, a walkout on on that Tuesday that happened. So leading up to the walkout, I was talking to a bunch of students, lots of groups of students, giving them information on what's happening and hearing their opinions on how they felt because of what was going on, and especially with Omicron and everything else and about what Mayor Eric Adams was talking about when it came to schools and not wanting to close them. I spread the word and I think social media played a really key part in this because without having social media to spread the word, it would have been very hard to have everybody know what was going on Sure. Have the coordination that we had. And so, how many uh, how many
0: students uh, walked out at your school? I understand there's about 700 students at uh, Mott Hall Five. Yeah,
3: about like 660 students in our school. Uh, half of that is middle school. The other half is about high school. Um, there are about 10 to 20 students, mostly in the uh, 10th and 11th grade, that participated. Okay. So, Due to the fact that we're mostly, we weren't really sure what was going on because we weren't sure that if there were going to be consequences. Some students were feared that they might get suspended or expelled for walking out. Hmm. and Most of us weren't afraid of the consequences that would happen if we did walk out. So were uh, were you one of the students who walked out? I was. Uh, Me and some of my peers walked out. Uh, we took chalk and we drew in front of the school uh, that we uh, wanted school safety and what we were fighting for, for an online learning option for students who have COVID and that are at home and want to feel safe, and for people who are, at, who are currently in school that would like to do remote learning because it's safer for them.
0: Right. And how did it feel to uh, walk out of those school doors into the fresh air and and, and challenge the um, the the
3: situation that uh, was
0: going empowering.
3: on in your school, I felt empowering because that knowing that we were trying our best as a community to put our voice together because we want to be heard, doing our best to make our voice heard, so that the mayor knows that we're like that we're trying that this is something that we want, and coming together, it I feel like this helps bond our community, me and my peers because we're coming together for an issue that we all feel very strongly on. Right.
0: Well, I gotta say, it's impressive. Uh, A a very long time ago when I was in high school, I I certainly wouldn't have expected anybody on our uh, student council to organize something like this. Uh, um, So uh, it's great what you did. uh, Did, uh, did there turn out to be uh, disciplinary consequences? Uh, Were any of y'all
3: punished for doing this? Uh, no, we were not punished for doing it. As we were leaving the school during the walkout, we, the principal was there actually. Uh, he made us sign our names on this book. Okay. We came back and signed our names and did not leave the school premises. During that period, We there would be no disciplinary actions. I see.
0: And um, can you tell us a little bit more about the uh, communication and coordination with other schools uh, in the city, and you said this was a statewide effort. Uh, Were you um, in touch with students at other schools?
3: Um, I was, I had received it. I had learned about it through social media from students at Brooklyn Tech. I think there was a big walkout there. That was, I think I heard about it on the news. Yes. Um, And from there, I brought it up to our student council and us as a team decided what we should do and if we should support this action for our school through various things like social media or speaking about it to our peers, spreading the word and gaining awareness.
0: Right. Yeah, no, because uh, Brooklyn Tech is, a you know, very high profile high school. And um, yeah, it's great. You guys up in the Bronx, uh, you, you, um, you know, also made your uh, decision to move forward. Um, uh, Kiara pivoting back to you. um Have things uh, changed uh, yet in your school? Is there anything uh, being done differently since uh, last week's walkouts?
1: Um, No, nothing uh, has been communicated to me. And I would be one of the first students to know because I am the student body president and I also work in my school's office. Um, But, there has been no changes in the COVID protocols or the rules when coming to to um coming to kids who, who have come in contact with someone who's COVID positive, like having a testing kit. We students still do not have um a free availability to at home test kits like teachers do who get new test kits every week. Um, but students would have to wait um to be exposed in school. So even if they get exposed outside of school they would not get a testing kit from the school which is one of my main concerns because now kids don't have a way to be able to get tested freely without having to worry about uh, time management.
0: Right and uh, we, we have to go here in a sec but uh, uh, Premisha are, are there ongoing conversations still among uh, students in uh, At your school or between uh, students at other schools about taking more action, uh, if necessary, to try to nudge the people
3: in control to do more? I haven't heard anything else about what was happening, about taking further action. But I think that as a community, based on what I'm hearing, that our community would probably be willing to take more action because I think this is something that we all believe very strongly in and would like to see change happen. Okay, well, we'll
0: leave it there uh, for now. We'll continue to follow this story. Uh, Kiara and, and Pramish from Mott Hall 5 School in, in the Bronx, uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening on 99.5 FM. It was thank
1: great
0: you for time. having us. You bet. All right, so uh, our next guest in a moment is a Bronx public school parent and former AOC staffer who is running for state assembly as a champion of replacing mayoral control of schools with a more uh, democratic system of municipal and community uh, control of schools his opponent a nine-term incumbent happens to be the chair of the assembly's education committee we'll talk more about this showdown in the bronx after this short break